Hi, this is Mike. And this is Ivana. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Uh, it's the 8th of July today, 2017, and this is episode 126, 126 of the podcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about Ultima Ratio, or as I used to call it, Ultima Radio. I don't think anybody noticed, but two months I was calling it that. Anyway, yes, welcome everybody uh, <laughs> to the official podcast. It has been a while. Uh, we are leaving far too large a gaps between episodes at the moment. Uh, there are always reasons for it. It's not that we don't want to. It's more case we just cannot find the time to get together. But we've, we've had some conversations online and we're going to try to get more strict with ourselves. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I think I ought to introduce the people that are with me. And we'll start with Mike. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How have you been since Hi, the Mike. last time? And <laughs> hello, Ivana. Oh, it's Anarchy. Hello, everybody. Yay. <laughs> hi, hi, guys. How are you? Well, I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. A bit tired and sweaty. It's 40 degrees in Belgrade, so... 40 degrees in Belgrade. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Nice and bright summer there. Do you get a... Do you get a lot of summer in uh, in Belgrade? It's not, I don't know. I had always kind of assumed it was that part of Europe which had short, hot summers rather than long summers. So you get yeah. hot, yeah. Do you get a lot of long summers there? Yeah, well, uh, here we have just winter and summer. Everything is like you know different than before. And um, the summer uh, this year, the summer started like in May, basically. Right. High temperatures and very hot weather. So I don't know how long it would last. Probably till it 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 can last uh, till the end of September. So yeah, yeah. Blimey, you should get two seasons. Yeah, we <laughs> we have very yeah. interesting summer here in England. We have kind of we we have seasons that kind of sort of blur into one. It feels like a lot of the time. Oh. Like, like I kind of summer goes, yeah, but today I'm feeling like I want to be a little bit wintry, so I'll be <laughs> blustery and cold, and then tomorrow I'll be a little bit kind of um, windy, so a bit spring-like. It doesn't really know. Today looks like it's going to be quite a warm one, but it's got that kind of thundery feeling in yeah, the air. Yeah, definitely. So. Anyway, yes, Ivano, um, I was going to say, it's been a long time since we spoke to you last. We were just talking before we started recording that uh, our yes. first... First interview, first discussion on the podcast was way back on, on uh, in I was going to say October. I don't know where that came from. I'm going completely mad. In April 2013, yeah. so over four years ago. Over four years, yes. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, well, we'll we'll catch up in a little while, a bit more detail about what you've been doing in the last four years. Um, yeah. <laughs> but before we do that, I'll I'll ask Mike how you've been keeping, sir. Um, good, thanks. Just mainly work. Um, as the usual thing, keep you busy. Um, went to went to Dublin a few weeks ago. We had an awful flight delay, so but got there eventually. What did you do in Dublin? <clears throat> uh, just visiting friends. But what's meant to be a thirty-five minute flight was delayed for two hours, then another three and a half. So what was meant to be a thirty-five minute journey took twelve and a half hours. So oh my god. Oh was, my was, god! It was in Man in Manchester Airport for nine hours, which wasn't much fun. For a thirty-five minute flight. I mean, yeah, I thought my yeah. my escapades a couple of weeks ago when I went to Poland and I was there for a half-hour meeting and then just came back again and it was like eleven hours of journey. <laughs> I thought that was a bit crazy, but 
35 oh, this, this, this got um, This got to the stage where by the time we got on the flight, they had to have armed police to uh, make sure the, the flight ran smoothly and people had already drunk the uh, QT3 that they bought. So it was uh, pretty chaotic. Like the plane ride <laughs> oh from Oh, my hell. God. <laughs> <laughs> What's the sort of... Because the passengers were just so fed up. No, so, so fed up and drunk and rowdy. And I was sat with, like, a hen party, and they'd already drunk, like, a, a litre of vodka, a litre of rum, and various other drinks. So it was quite a rowdy plane ride from hell for did, 35 did you, minutes. Did, did you join in, or did you just put your headphones on and pretend you weren't there? I, I, at that point, I, I made conversation with one of them, and that, that was about it. They were, asking, they were going to a hen party. I was going to see friends, but I could have probably walked quicker. I can say, yeah, you could... <laughs> And you, it, you could probably could have merged those two experiences, a hen party with your friends. I'm sure that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really worth telling. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's crack on with the podcast, shall we? Um, so, yeah. um, Ivana, as I said before, it's been a long time since we spoke to you. We thought we would kind of yes. refresh the experience. You, uh, you wanted to come and join us for our review today, which we're doing in a little while. So um, let's start with you then. How have you been keeping all these years? Oh, well... <laughs> Uh, well, it's been a long time uh, since we, we talked. Well, um, uh, a lot of has happened during the years. I mean, um, I've, I've uh, been keeping up with, with updating the, the Marcos page and uh, following the band and other festivals and other bands, a lot of concerts. And yeah, it's been fun. When was the, uh, the last time you saw them? Quite recently, wasn't it? Yes, uh, it was in uh, Budapest, uh, and uh, it was in May, at the beginning of May. So, yeah, before that, it was uh, in November, in Prague. So, yeah, and again, uh, this November, they'll be coming to, to Belgrade. So, yeah, <laughs> every six months, something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, we're not getting that at the moment. That's just not fair. You're, you're getting more shows. <laughs> I'm, 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 yes, I'm... But, you, but, but you get so much more. I mean... <laughs> They always toured the UK, several, several cities, visiting several cities and stuff. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's true. I mean, they're kind of a captive audience within the UK because they've got yes. this thing called the sea that surrounds us. So if they're going to land, they might as well get a few cities in and they're all within a day's drive of each other. So I guess in yeah. Europe, it's you know being such a much larger landmass, they can get around quicker and therefore spread it over a number of countries. So it requires yes. far more commitment on your part to, to do that kind of touring thing in Europe, doesn't it? Yes, it's it's more it's more complicated since I need to to travel a lot usually by bus, so it takes time and everything. But but it's fun and uh, the concerts are always amazing. So how many times have you seen them now? Uh, four times, and in November it will be my fifth time. So Excellent. it's Excellent. good. <laughs> yeah, you got a little way to catch up with Mike. He's he keeps seeing them all up. So <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> So you talked about the, uh, the the Marco Facebook page. How's that going? Yes. Well, it, it's good. Uh, the page is alive for for six years, I think now six years. Yeah, in on, in August. So um, I talked with with Maki several times about the page, and he's very satisfied with it. Um, I suggested him some some improvements, so we will see. I I am trying to update it as much as I can. And to follow everything and anything about the band, what's mm -hmm. happening and stuff. 
and um, yeah he he also in in last year in uh, october or november when we talked he uh, said to me that it can be the official fan page awesome. he's official yeah so i was very very happy so it's it's official but when i when i tried to put the official in the name of the page i couldn't do that because of the facebook policy or something right okay so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, they're quite strict on stuff like that, aren't they? I, and I think there's some kind of quite rigorous process you have to go through. Yeah, quite, yeah. Quite he 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 actually he would have to to provide his ID, scanned ID, and and something else. And Marco said to me, "No, please no, <laughs> <laughs> please no. Do do what you do, and and that's it." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's um? He he posts he posts quite a lot on Instagram, doesn't he? He's quite that's, that's probably his main online kind of presence as far yes. as I'm aware. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That that's his only uh, like account uh, uh, led personally by him. So yeah, and he he doesn't want to 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 come to Facebook. <laughs> he uh, doesn't like it, but he very much likes uh, Instagram. So so he posts a lot. And um, yeah, and you, you, you do quite a lot of reposts from Instagram, so those people that are on Instagram get to see his photos and lots of pictures exactly. of cats and etc. And yes, <laughs> every everything he does, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I I try as much as I can to to follow him and to to place all all those information um, on his fan page, since uh, many people uh, do not have Instagram or uh, do not want to have it. Mm. So yeah, yeah, they like to see uh, some new photos of Maki on the page. Of course. Well, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to see? Some yes, <laughs> he's so fun. Yeah, oh, he's, he's amazing. Such a hilarious yes. guy. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, so as I said before, it's been four years since we we kind of spoke to you on the podcast, and uh, obviously yes. during that time we've had a couple of albums out, and we've seen the band continue to evolve. Has that kind of changed your view of kind of favorite songs of lacuna coil is a kind of a new favorite out there that you particularly like or listen to especially sort of from maybe broken crown halo or from delirium well from uh from broken crown halo maybe die and rise um that that's my actually favorite song from the album um but that album was uh, i don't know why but it was uh, a bit harder to digest okay. it was very atmospheric so i don't know i couldn't uh, get into it uh, right away so i had to listen to it over and over but when delirium came i completely lost my mind i mean um, the, the album is i i don't know amazing uh, so such a strong album formidable you know like in every possible way so um like that the house of shame and ultima ratio are my two favorite songs right now like uh, repeating them all the time in my uh, music player um, since since the album came out basically the, the whole album is a masterpiece but yeah those two songs are like my current favorite songs for uh, okay. sure from from the the album itself or from from, from the your, album itself and right, right, okay. i just it's very hard to decide um uh, what he, what what's my favorite uh song like uh, overall so uh, i had several i just have several ones so it's like to live is to hide and and without fear and fragile like i don't i can't decide <laughs> i just can't 
Well, yeah. they've got so many songs now, and they've got such a diverse sound that's evolved, you know, quite a lot. In fact, in lots of different directions over the years, I've always argued, yes. and I've said this before, that there is a there is a lacuna core song for every person, and there's a lacuna exactly. core song for every mood. So, yeah. as you say, it's it's very hard to, to to box one song up and say that is my absolute favorite. At least it is for me, and it becomes increasingly so because they keep bringing out such great new songs in different directions. So. Yeah, I can totally yes. understand that. Totally understand yeah. that. Yes, but basically, it's it, it's very hard to decide. Although, um, I mean, I love Karma Code the most, so it's my favorite album, and I like like all songs. But but each and every song is a story for itself, and um, it can be um, I don't know a masterpiece a masterpiece for itself. You know, like uh, I I can't decide. It's very hard. Everybody asks me like. What's your favorite song? What's your favorite? I can't decide, especially when when you go to see, to see them live. It's even more intense. Mm. It's even more. Uh, it's it's bigger and strong. So I, I just cannot make a decision, a proper one. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that you've got um, two two songs, your two favorite songs from Delirium, kind of playing constantly. Because one of the things I found with Delirium, more so than a lot of the albums that they brought out, is that it's been out every year now. And yes. I'm still, I'm still listening to it, like maybe every other day, kind of thing. You know, the whole thing, listening through when I'm driving to work or on the train or whatever it might be, and it, it still feels really, really fresh. And it's got a yes. kind of a freshness that I, that certainly, although I, I, I love the other albums, that Broken Crown Halo, just, just to sort of reflect on what you said there, it, it doesn't feel, it didn't feel fresh after a year of playing it constantly. And there's still songs in there I love. Don't get me wrong. But this one yes. seems to have that freshness about it. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, I share your thoughts about Broken Crown Halo. As for Delirium, it, it can be played like every every single day, and it would sound like, oh, this is new. This is something new. This is fresh. Let's let's jump. Let's headbang. Let's you know. Let's go to a concert. Let's let's see them live. So it's very very um i don't know how to to explain it it's it's just huge huge <laughs> through the roof <laughs> you know? you've, yeah. you've seen them a couple of times since the album's come out um yes. how do you think the, the the new songs translate to life well uh the new songs i think the 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 audience uh, accepts them very well um they they um i think that their favorite is the house of shame still and delirium uh, as far as i could see um they're very uh, they're very much alive during during the show jumping and screaming and uh, i think that the the, the band just uh, uh transmits this energy uh, to to the crowd and uh-huh. and they react very very well to the album seriously yeah excellent excellent just Mike, on that subject about the freshness of Delirium, just while we're talking about it, yeah. have you found that as well, that the album seems to maintain that freshness with you that maybe the others didn't do quite so much? Yeah, and I, I think that's down to, in some respects, quite a lot of them. I would say at least, like you mentioned, House of Shane, Delirium, there's those two, and you could probably pick out three or four others maybe that are very hard hitting compared to probably other if you look at the other albums you can see that there might be one or two songs that stand out this is just all of them or 90% of them on the album 
are that hard hitting and mm. that's why I certainly like yourself I listen to them an awful lot and and my my uh, interest in them isn't going to wane anytime soon with them mm. so it's thumbs up to uh, to what they've done really because the whole album's just well amazing from start to finish yeah I t- totally yeah. agree totally agree yeah. with that. It's it's maybe uh, just to say uh, it's maybe a lot more uh, metal like metal album. Yeah, like, yeah. You you know heavy heavy. It's a really heavy album. So yeah, I, strong. I, I, I remember the when the House of Shame was first released, and I just for a lot of people it was a bit of an eye opening experience, wasn't it? Or or even <laughs> an ear opening experience. It was kind yes. of mind blowing. There was this kind of this is Lacuna Coil. Whoa, whatever happened there? Kind of thing. It was like, boom. You know when. You got Andrea roaring, and then you got Christina's huge operatic vocals, and that just heavy bass when that, that first song comes out. Um, we'll we'll talk about Ultima Ratio in a minute because one of the things that I wanted to discuss there was uh, the fact that it opens their live set rather than House of Shame. But we'll talk about that. We, that's a bit of a spoiler for our conversation, so we'll come on to that <laughs> in a little while. Um, just just to sort of finish this one off, then. So we um we. We always ask that question to everybody that comes to the podcast: is what, what does it mean to be a Lacuna Coil fan? And obviously, we've asked you that question all those years ago, Ivan. What, what does it mean to you now in 2017 being a fan of Lacuna Coil? Oh, uh, uh, nothing has changed much in in terms of Lacuna Coil and uh, the meaning it gives to my life, and and it's it's part of my everyday life. Uh, it it um, their music just uh, helped me through through a, a lot of rough stuff and um, it, it just uh, fills me with with so many emotions and and um, I'm very glad that I've met them that I just uh, met the, the, those very humble and kind persons that they are and uh, I I just love them even more and I will follow them like forever because they cannot fail. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they just have a huge place in my heart, um, and and they will for forever have it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I think you've <laughs> I think you've said very well what we all feel. It has to be said. Certainly, um, certainly, I can say that I feel very much like that. So thank you very much for sharing that. Right. Um, well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. You're going to stick around and uh, help us review Ultima Ratio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I yeah. think. I think we better go on and start doing that right now. Right, so, um, well, here we are. We are most of the way through Delirium now. In fact, on the the regular version of the album. Does anybody actually own the regular version? I always get the ones with the special songs. Anyway, so on the regular version of Delirium, Ultima Ratio uh, is the last song. So we're kind of at the end of the album in some respects. Quite a sad moment that we should reflect on. For a moment. Um, but never mind. We are here. We are at the last gasp of, the, of Delirium before we get onto the special songs that are, as I say, released on the various editions. And Ivana, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Given that you said it's your one of your, your favourite songs on the album, yes. Give us your review. What, give us what you think of this song. Oh, this song is like hauntingly beautiful. Uh, I mean, um, 
for, for, for a start, uh, at the beginning, uh, the alarm sound that what we can hear gives it intensity, as well as, of course, strong vocals by Andrea Drea, who kicks it off. After that, aggressive opening guitar riffs, which actually remind me uh, a bit of a Karma Code era and heavier, heavier than Karma Code, but a bit of a Karma Code. So clearly, uh, after that, we have Christina's like evil vocal uh, as a perfect bridge towards the chorus, and and it, the chorus is just huge, like a chanting one, um, and the height of her vocal at some points is just. I don't know, through the roof. So, um, and the solo, I like the solo part a lot. Maybe my, my favorite solo on the album. Mm -hmm. And um, just gives the chills every time. And I think it's a, it's a perfect blend of an insanely good vocals and the deep metal karma codish riffs, if I can say that. Yeah. Uh, j just just tearing the place down. I mean, uh, when, when they, um, I, I saw it uh, live twice. So when they play it, yeah. It's the, the crowds go the crowd goes insane and uh, um, you know it's I think it's the right uh, choice for the show opener. It's like s something like uh, uh, I don't believe in tomorrow uh, during the Dark Legacy tour. I would compare it like it's a very strong strong song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, of course as as for the lyrics, I have. Um, like two two different opinions, if I can say. Um, yeah, my personal thoughts are that they could be interpreted um, as the prisoner escaping the sanatorium, trying to escape the sanatorium or the prison, and uh, he or she cries for help. And um, I don't know, I could say that there is a hope for escaping while in the house of shame, he or she... Uh, dies and stays and you know haunts you forever. Mm. Um, although at the at the at the end of the song it never ends, uh, so it suggests that maybe this is all in his or her head. So maybe he or she escapes or not. But the other version for me is maybe that that uh, there is a person who is in the sanatorium and trying to escape the 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 other person in his head or or her head who is always like trying to hunt him down or her. So it, it's it's like an endless everyday battle with oneself, mental, like I, on the mental level. I, I think that's a really, really good observation. And I, I, mm -hmm. I, I kind of thinking the same thing, but I'll come on to that in a little while. Um, where do you think the name comes from? Because this is where I'm struggling. Same here, same here. I wanted to, to ask them, but I, I didn't manage to because I was very interested in it. But I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Right, okay. It, yeah. I, I think that's something we'll have to put down on our list of questions to interrogate them over next time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what, what do you think of, think of this song? Yeah, very similar. Um, from what Ivan has just gone through, it's very hard-hitting throughout. And... Um, I think I, I can't put my finger on what era it reminds me of, whether it's from Coma Lies or whether it's earlier. There's bits and pieces in it with Christina's delivery um, when she starts the Save Me bit, whether that takes me back to almost unleashed memories in parts or even earlier. But either way, it's something that I really like about the song. 
and the whole mix of it throughout, as Ivan has already mentioned, with with both the performances with um, Andy and Christina, it, it is hard hitting on one of the best best songs on the album, I would say. Mm. Yeah, I think you've, you've you've both you both said it very well. I mean, just to, the, the I love the opening from Andrea. I think that whole. Uh, he's trying to run. Yeah, that thing. I just love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that that really starts to get bring the story out. You, know, you said about escaping the asylum, and then yes. you've got the kind of the actually as you described it, the the evil vocals from Christina, which is like the you know, end made out time to track him yes. down and all that kind of stuff. And that I think that works really well. And then you get the very different, almost a surprising kind of save me before I fall apart, which. Yeah, I think you you said it yourself is this kind of juxtaposition between the the individual running out and then how I interpret it is in kind of feeling inside the head. So I where I am with this lyric wise is I think someone's escaping, whether or not they actually manage to escape, we just don't know. But I think Christina's vocals is essentially doesn't matter whether they're physically escaping the asylum, they're still trapped inside their own mind. Oh, if you see what I mean, yeah. there's a kind of desperate um, save me before I fall apart and then come closer to me before I'm still alive. And, I, and it almost, I, when I envision this, I envision like a raw iron gate, which is the enclosure to this, this sanatorium. And then someone reaching the gate and kind of reaching through like a prisoner, kind of reaching out to people saying, save me, save me while I'm still alive kind of thing. And it's, it's really dark and quite desperate and really cool. You know, I, I can imagine all these guards and searchlights and torches running after them. They're trying to get through the gate. And then, um, whether or not they get pulled back or whether they don't manage to climb over the gate, I guess we'll never know. But it's, it's absolutely fascinating lyrically. I think the music is is great. Uh, obviously, interestingly enough, when the album was recorded, um, there were a variety of uh, special guitarists on lead guitars throughout it. But this particular one, as with My Demons, um, was recorded by Diego. So it was one yeah. of the two that he, he recorded directly. So I think that gives it, I don't know, for me, that makes it kind of special in that what we're hearing on the album is the same guitarist that we, we see on stage. And, uh, you know, the, obviously he's he's delivered the, the guitars for... Um, or the guitar player, I should say, for all of the other songs that they play live now. So he's sort of taken over that role. But I think it's, for me, it makes it kind of special that he's the one that's recorded this one. And um, I, I, I think the the solo in it is great, as you say. Um, yeah. And, and a real kind of reflection of his strength as a guitarist. Um, the I just wanted to to question the, the the fact that this song is the opening song. Certainly yeah. when we saw them. What do you guys feel about that? You know, I guess most of us are probably expecting something like House of Shame to be in the opening song on the on the set, and yet they've they've opened up with House of Shame, which is the last song on the album, and talks about escaping from the the very asylum that they then go to to sing about throughout the rest of the set. Thoughts? What, what do you think about that, Ivan? Does it work for you to be in the opening song? For me, it's a it's a perfect opening song. Um, like like I said, raising the energy and and everything. But I must say, 
I expected the house of shame for an opening song. Mm-hmm. Definitely at the beginning of the tour, I talked with some of my friends and, and we thought that the house of shame, as big as it is and as chanting as it is, uh, would be a perfect opening song. And they usually put it um, as the last song, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. It it works fine with me. I mean, uh, but maybe because I'm very, very attached to this song, to Ultima Ratio, uh, I, I I love it. Uh, I'm like uh, filled with emotions, like when they feel when they play it uh, live. So I, I don't know. It's very emotional, as you said. The, the Christina's vocal in the chorus is just I don't know. I want to cry every time like I hear it. It's. Uh, I, I I can't even describe it properly. So yeah, it, it is great. It is great. I mean, whether it's at the beginning or wherever it might be in the set, it is a fantastic yeah. live song. Mike, does it work for you as the the opening track of uh, of a show? It does. And what we've all just men- what we've mentioned about, like you said, that part about save me and everything. When she comes on now with the flashlight and everything as part of the effects, it almost seems to me that we're in the asylum and we, we as the audience, after what you've just mentioned, we are almost like the inmates of the asylum as she's coming on and she's almost, well, like, I don't know, like one the of the... Does, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you that... It gives you that sense of what's going on, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good observation. And it's, and it's interesting because I, I guess if you think about it visually when they when they come on you get all the kind of sirens don't you yeah and then yeah. you get the searchlights and then she comes on with the torch which we bought in halfords yeah. <laughs> um, i'll never forget that day what do you mean you would have advised a, a, a torch really <laughs> fastest trip to halfords ever um so so you got the torch which she sort of casts across the audience and stuff and, and you're absolutely right it is like she's pointing at the inmates that are running from the asylum and i think that long intro with this oh it, the intro it's yeah. really great and then all the sirens and the voices and that i think is fantastic and i, I guess you couldn't really do that with house of shame because it's just house of shame just starts doesn't it it's just like it would just hit like yeah with the strong drums and and riffs and stuff and and this uh, of course we, we we have more space here they have more space here for for doing something else and to visually uh, make an impact on on the audience and mm. uh, Christina's um, uh, face like when she touches it when when you can see the the pain the the the, the sadness the the desperate cry for help in in her eyes like she she conveys it very very fantastically mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think as you kind of you were just saying when they like to come on to music right or to an intro the kunikol have always yeah. done that they don't just kind of walk on pick up their guitars and start playing there's always that kind of sense of drama so yeah I, exactly. thinking about it i can understand why they would use this song because they couldn't mm-hmm. do it with house of shame and i think you know house of shame being the last one which is always great to go up on a high they yeah You've got that little bit where um, you know, Christina or Andrea typically says, "And you know, welcome to our house of shame." And then you get the raw, and then boom, it's there. It's it's that's the 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 um, the the really kind of big bombastic ending to the show. And what's also, of course, notable with House of Shame is it's got a really good outro. So it's got a really good way of kind of bringing the show to an end. So 
actually thinking yeah. about it, I can see why they have changed those two around. Yeah. So yeah, good point. <laughs> in, in terms of name then, so as you say, it's something we don't know for sure. I'm hoping they're not going to turn it into some kind of nasty 119 karma code numbers stuff that I've got to struggle <laughs> with for the rest of my life. Damn them. Um, I'm kind of hoping they'll they'll have a, a clear view which they want to want to articulate. Thinking about what we said today, and again, this is just pure speculation on my part. I wonder if when they're talking about that ratio, they're talking about the the difference that the the the, the difference between the how trapped you are in your own mind and how physically trapped you are. So that kind of difference between whether or not you feel trapped because your surroundings or whether you're trapped inside the kind of sense of insanity. The, the, the two messages that come across to me, at least in the song is the feeling that, you know, you can run out of an asylum, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're sane. You're still trapped inside your mind. And I'm wondering if it's something like that. I'm not probably not explaining it very well, but that's kind of all I've managed to grasp trying to tie these threads together. But there you go. Absolute fascinating song. And I think, story-wise probably the one of the strongest songs on the album you know in terms of an actual story in it it really does come across they've done a very good job of making making me feel like there's someone running and being chased um and maybe also running from their own demons etc they're a really really good song to end the album on in terms of numbers then so ivana what, what are you going to give ult, ultima ratio out of 10 oh. Ten. Ten. Oh, we could have predicted that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ten out of ten. I mean, it's just a perfect song. Perfect perfect in every possible aspect, you know. So, ten out of ten. Okay. Good score. Good opening. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, what about you? Same again. Ten. Wow. Okay. Well, do you know what? That's going to make three of us because I think this is a brilliant song. Um, Mm. But... Whether it's one of my, it's not one of my, it probably is one of my favourite songs on the album, actually. It's not my favourite song on the album, but as a song, in terms of its construction, in terms of the, the, uh, the vocal, vocal, what's the words I'm looking for? The, 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 the vocal ability of both of the artists, in terms of the music, its structure, everything comes together perfectly in this song. And I definitely think it's a 10 out of 10 song. Um, by far, one of the strongest and uh, consistently good songs that Lacuna Call up out. And uh, it'd be great if they, their videos, their more recent videos that they're doing, which has that story behind it, I'd love them to do a story for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, How cool yeah would that be? definitely. That'd be fantastic if they, if they really kind of gave us a just a cherry on the top of the uh, of the cake for Ultima Ratio, which is the which is a video. So there we go. Wow, that's got to be one of our first three tens. We need to find out from Russ when he's available what he thinks of this. Um, I, I get the impression that he likes his song a lot, but we'll, we'll get his number when he joins us next on the podcast. So there we go. Ultima Ratio. A perfect ending to Delirium, it seems, and a perfect opening to a Lacuna Call show. Well, I think we're done this week on the podcast. Um, we've gone a little bit over what I was expecting this to, but it's been a fantastic chat. I think we've covered yeah, a lot of ground. Yeah. yeah, always great catching up with you, Ivana. We need to make sure it's not four years. 
<laughs> talk again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love chatting with you guys. You're awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. You're awesome too. So we're all awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's been brilliant having you with us today. Uh, so we'll make, we'll make sure that we do it again very, very soon. Yeah. For those of you that um, are not that familiar with us, uh, if you want to get in contact with us or join us on the podcast, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, we're not that scary. Uh, once we get Skype working after Microsoft have updated it for the tenth time, we... yeah, <laughs> that's the challenges that we that we have yeah. in this crazy twenty first century world. Uh, but yeah, if you want to join us on the podcast, you can reach out to us uh, either, well, everywhere really. We're uh, the place to start is the Empty Sparrow website, which is www.emptysparrow.net. Uh, we, we're on Facebook, so you can click on the links from the Empty Sparrow website there, or you can uh, head over to facebook.com forward slash empty spiral.net we're on twitter as well so if you want to engage us in 140 characters or less then you're more than welcome to do so we're not quite on linkedin although we do laugh about it and we are sort of on google plus but we can never work out how to find ourselves on there because it's just a crazy 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 place but anyway we look forward to um to collaborating with you all and communicating with you all and uh, please come and say hello and uh, we look forward to um well speaking to everybody Hopefully, Mike, we'll try to catch up sooner rather than later and get the next, next episode out before 2018. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you again, Ivana, for joining us again today on the podcast. Yeah, thank it's been you. amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope we see everybody soon at the next Lacuna Call show where we can all take torches and wave them in people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want, you are invited to to come to the Belgrade show, of course. Of course. Well, if I can, I'd love to come over. I suspect yeah, I'm not same. able to, but um, awesome. I, I will treat that as an open invite and I will just come over and stalk you with a torch. Or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we, well, what we do need to do, all joking aside, we do need to catch up over a coffee at some stage. So. Yeah. It'd be great to finally meet you because um, these Skype calls are fantastic, but they're not quite the same as coming over and hanging of out, etc. Of course. So we'll yeah. definitely do that. I'll, I'll, I will give you my promise that we will make that happen one day. Okay. Yes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much again. Thank you, everybody that's listening. And uh, take care, everybody, and listen to more Lacuna Coil. See you again soon. Cheers, everyone. See ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs>